0: That was a logistical nightmare. Um, if you're still with us, you have listened to people discussing, introducing, um, and sometimes agreeing, sometimes disagreeing um, uh, about the 12 albums on the 2020 Mercury Prize. Um, I'm Ewan. I'm Nick. As, as you probably know by now, if you're not sick of the sound of us, um, Nick. What do you think? What was, I mean, are you, are you you were um, bigging up um, porridge alpha or whatever they were called. Um, where are you at the moment? What's okay? What, um, what was
1: your favorite? I'm still gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns and say my favorite record on the sh- short list was uh, Porridge Radio, just because I, it's the one that I keep going back to and still enjoy, and kind of have gone and explored more of the band as a result of it. But I can kind of see that that's more kind of maybe a niche interest thing. I think probably Michael Kiwanuka is the more deserving winner. It's the one that feels it's got the feel of a classic album about it, and uh, is a sort of thing you think that wins when people look back on, it, on the uh, the awards in ten years' time. Like when we were going through earlier on lists of previous winners, I don't think it had sounded at all out of place as a Mercury winner
0: yeah i mean we did discuss or it, it definitely came up a bit um about how it sounded quite old it had a lot of influences and actually that was some of the negatives in the group discussion um related to that album over on our facebook group um which we bang on about on this thing um it had much more of a positive positive response mm-hmm. um i I, mean, I really, really, really liked Moses Boyd. I know mm-hmm. that there's a lot of comments about it being the token jazz re- record, but it doesn't sound necessarily like uh, a, a jazz record that people can't get into. Um, we had uh, Sons of Kemet the other year. Um, I think this is much more. This is much more timeless. This is much more accessible. Like uh, I think I commented, um, there's certain parts that sound like movie soundtracks. I think Moses Boy could win and be the Jazz win um, this
1: year. That does feel plausible. Yeah, But then that's the thing with the Mercury's, they all feel plausible, right? (laughs) Because it's really really hard to (laughs) second guess. I know you like to think (laughs) you're good at guessing them, but come on.
0: Sports team won't win. Dua Lipa won't win. Uh, Kano won't win. Stormzy won't win. win. I don't know. I I think Charlie XCX has a chance. In that, I know that the Mercury Prize they say, "Oh, we only do it based on the album, not about external forces or whatnot." Um, I, I call bullshit on that. Um, if you've had indie, indie, indie for three for three consecutive ones, the next one is not going to be indie, even if it's the best album of that year. Um, you can look back and you can follow trends. I think Charlie XCX has a, a chance because it's something that the Mercury Prize hasn't really done. Before, same with Moses Boyd. I think Kiwanuka could be, could be. I think, it, I think it's a bit of a safe choice. Yeah. Um, but maybe after after Dave last year, uh, maybe they they quite fancy a bit of a, a safe choice. But they haven't really given it to anyone. Anyone Poppy for a while, and and Jazz hasn't. Has Jazz ever won? Um, oh, but I recall
1: and that's, I mean, I think sooner or later they have to give it to the jazz album so that they, you know, when people call it the token jazz album, they can say, no, because it was that year we gave it to Moses Boyd. <laughs> right? Yeah, to- totally. They totally. can get away with that for <laughs> the next four or five years at least before we start calling it the token jazz album. Again.
0: Um, I could see Laura Marlin getting it, but yeah. I don't think this is her best one. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple in there, like Georgia, Lanterns on the Lake, um, that I've already forgotten about. And Anna Meredith was really interesting, and there was yeah. a lot going on. Definitely. but it just never felt like it was a complete whole, and that's whole with a W, rather than just being yeah. a complete whole. <laughs> <laughs> um, some people had opinions. Uh, some of our some of our guests, if you're listening to this, and you go, "Where was that one minute diatribe I recorded on the merits of this?" Um, if you haven't heard it, it's because I cut it out um, for purely reasons that uh, no. were very technical and very professional.
1: Basically, you um, just cut out all the bits where people disagree with him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and what I do it then is I it leave in bits that make people that make people sound stupid. Now um, <laughs> we've tried to, we've tried not to cut out as much as possible, but sometimes, obviously, for time and length, we have. Um, if you've enjoyed listening to this and you've enjoyed listening to the music, please go and explore these bands yourselves. Um, Also, remember, this is an ongoing podcast. We've done ESG, we've done the Pogues. We've got, coming up in the next episode, Nick?
1: The Butthole Surfers.
0: Yeah. And hopefully we've got something very, very, very special planned for the end of season one. And then before season two, we might go and buy proper microphones and work out what we're doing. Um, I hope you've enjoyed being with us as we've gone through... Murphy Mercury Prize 2020. Um, I've enjoyed myself. Um, so
1: that's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Wait, are we the two fucking Ronnies? Yeah, that was the two Ronnies we just did there. But, <laughs> yeah, but totally well, unconsciously, it's just it's just so <laughs> ingrained in our subconscious as if you say it's goodbye from me, what am I gonna say? <laughs> oh no, no, goodbye from him. It, and it's goodbye from him. Oh no, we didn't even do the two Ronnies right. They're fucking useless. <sighs> do you know what else we didn't do? Four, ca- four candles? <laughs> no, we didn't do the poll winners oh yes we had a poll now I can't cut any
0: of this bit out we're going to leave this bit in We're going very bit
1: done <laughs> so, so many um, of you probably know by now that the whole podcast was inspired by a Facebook group called Temporary Fandoms uh, which you can go and join at facebook.com slash groups slash temp and we also listened to all the Mercury shortlist there and at the end of it we held a poll so anyone who was in the group could vote in the poll but I actually had two polls one was to pick Your winner, which basically the record in an ideal world you think should win just because it's what you think is the best record on the list. And I mentioned that to differentiate it from the their winner poll, which is where we try and second guess the Mercury panel, which I think is insanely difficult to do. Um, Just just before you
0: you read the two winners, um, how successful has the group been at predicting the winner
1: in the past? I think we've probably done it since uh, 2016. so how many times would that be? We've done, it, we've done it five times now. We've never been right, not once.
0: So um, if you're a betting person, listen to what Nick's going to say and lump money somewhere else.
1: Well, you know, it might be this might be our Moses boy wins the token J- jazz album, yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah. Nick, who? So well, first of all, let's let's do the uh, the one we predicted that the Mercury panel chooses their winner. Um, basically, the group came at, actually it's very very close. Um the number one spot was taken by Charlie XCX, how I'm feeling now. Um but uh Michael Kiwanuka was close behind. And then Anna Meredith in oh Anna Meredith and Laura Marling in joint third place. Whereas the okay. yeah, actual uh Mercury sort of Temporary Fandoms Mercury winner, if you will, which is obviously the only uh version of the Mercury prize that really matters, uh was won by Michael Kiwanuka, which would pretty much be what I would have predicted before we listened. Okay, so um, the safe choice. That said, the second place is a surprise. Care to guess?
0: Oh, God, is it Porridge Radio?
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, who? Sports team. Huh. Well, well Indy has a, Indy has not won. Oh, no, oh, Wolf Alice, I guess, would have... Yeah, I think they a little bit but moment. it has been over the last maybe 10 years classic indie bands haven't really won for a while so maybe maybe all right um I've already said goodbye um yeah so, so should we just just go yeah let's go yeah.
1: That's your lot. This special Mercury episode of the Temp Fans podcast was recorded before the awards ceremony which is held on the 24th of September 2020. So we have no idea who will win or perhaps already has by the time you listen to this. But honestly it's just an opportunity to explore a fairly diverse selection of contemporary records that for one reason or another were thought to be contenders for the title Album of the Year. We hope you've enjoyed it and perhaps found a new favourite record. It just remains to say thank you to everyone who participated in this episode. Emily Baldoni, Brendan Emmett-Quigley, Christopher Whitby, Emma McDermott, Marion Powell, John Tanzi, and Cy Sharp. And of course to you and my co-host. Thanks also to everyone who participated in part one of this special and to Jonathan Fisher for the Temporary Fandoms theme tune. For the next episode, we'll resume our normal discography guzzling remit. See you again soon. I'm Nick Hilditch, and you will like me when you meet me. You might even fall in love.